Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and when someone asks me cats or dogs, I say men on a leash. Hi, I'm Molly, and I'm hoping that we can wrap this up in time for me to watch Jeopardy with my grandparents. (laughs) Today we're covering our favorite movie and probably our favorite hotel, The Shining Shining. and The Stanley Hotel. I love that movie. I love it more than you do, probably. Do you think? Probably. So... We have so little in common I, yeah. that when we fi- we even have a list of men we both find attractive because it's so rare. Lil Wayne, Lil- Larry David, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. That's it. You figure it out. <laughs> Pete Davidson was a recent Pete one. Pete Davidson. That was a recent yeah. add-on. And I'm not even that wild, but I thought, I was excited that we both I'm wild, way. but yeah. Yeah. You find the common ground between those fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But before we get into that, Katie, I have exciting news. Tell me. We're international, baby. I was looking at our iTunes reviews, and we have two from Canada and one from England. Wow. And one of the Canadian gals, in her review, she was like, I like how you guys say that you want to be roasted. And then she went on to say very nice, supportive things. It was very Canadian behavior. Yeah. Very kind behavior. Uh, But yeah, I misplaced my notes with all the iTunes stuff, but we'll cover that in a different episode. But thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for leaving reviews. reviews. Be less nice, but... Keep them coming. Yeah, it would be funnier if you weren't as nice. Getting back to our favorite movie. It's one of those movies where every time I watch it, I feel like something else leaps out at me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I also mm -hmm. wanted to mention up top that you, we're going to be covering all different angles of the movie. Conspiracy. Conspiracy, stuff that's outside the movie. It's not going to ruin your experience watching it if you've never seen it. You right. don't have to have seen the movie to listen to us blather on because there's a lot of interesting history in the hotel. I agree. And, and also, if you haven't seen it, you know what? Hit pause. Go watch that two-hour-long film. Come back to us. <laughs> You're probably listening to this in a car. Stop your car. Stop pull your over. Car, pull. Get an Uber. Back to your house. Watch it on your phone. Do what you have to do. Yeah. So, Katie, what do you know about the famous Stanley Hotel? So the hotel itself, I don't know a lot about. Right. It's not in the Colorado. Most, it's in Colorado. It is huge. It looks enormous. It looks enormous, especially in the movie. So the establishing shots of this is very confusing because yeah. I learned in my research the establishing shots are of a different hotel, of the Timberland <laughs> Hotel in Colorado. Okay. And the interior was mostly filmed in a film studio in England. So, but it was like the setting is very beautiful and very, very mystical. That windy road those, leading up. Right. Those shots are very uh, memorable. Um, the Stanley Hotel is in Estes Park, Colorado, and it overlooks the Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, and it was built in 1909 by Freeland Oscar Stanley. And he built it mm. as a getaway while he was recovering from tuberculosis. Let me go here. Cough my lungs out. Let me cough my later. lungs out. Let me get some of this mountain air, air into my lungs. Yeah. And I'll bring it back with me. So he uh, <laughs> he made his fortune with a now obsolete type of early car called a Stanley Steamer. I know a Stanley Steamer. You know what a Stanley Steamer is? Well, I know a truck that I've seen. Go on. I think... No, 
I think it's a carpet steamer company okay. called Stanley Steamer. It's quite possible they switch gears because eventually it quickly yeah. became obsolete because gas engines became better like, and more need your steam engine. Right. They uh they call they nicknamed it, so it was a steam engine. That's what it was called a Stanley okay. Steamer. Uh, they nicknamed his car the Flying Teapot. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> That's really cute. I'm a little weird car, short and stout. <laughs> so he co-founded, listen to this, this is the first thing that I read that gave me um, the real tinger, tingles, tingers, <laughs> tingles. Uh, he co-founded. Her fingers were tingling. <laughs> <laughs> he co-founded Stanley Motor Carriage Company with his twin Francis Stanley, <laughs> come steam with us forever and ever. <laughs> it's terrifying. Pictures of them together with their matching mustaches. I knew they had mustaches. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the t- yeah, the typical mustache of the time. Uh, Freeland <laughs> and his wife, Flora. So they're the original Stanley Hotel ghosts. Okay. Ghosts. Ghosts. So Flora loved to play the hotel. Supposedly, people have witnessed... Play the hotel? The, pl- I'm sorry, what did you what say? What did you say? Oh, play the piano. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Just to play the whole hotel. <laughs> no one knew was like, what was she coming. The hotel whore? Like, is <laughs> yeah. what I imagined. No, she played the piano okay. in the ballroom. People to this day say that they've seen the piano playing in the, in the ballroom. And Flora is the main suspect okay uh today i looked at the uh hotel's twitter feed and they're really pushing a comedy night that they have (laughs) um there are a lot of there are a lot of events uh that are still very popular it's still a very popular hotel and they really milk the whole shining association they have a channel on all the tvs and all the rooms that plays the shining 24 7 i mean i'll go uh they have spooky tours they all there's always a the interior wasn't filmed there no, it was based on it. So we'll get oh, to okay, gotcha, we'll get gotcha, to gotcha. we'll get to that. There's also the you're gonna want to pack your bags for this one, Katie. There is an annual elk fest in Estes I'll Park. I'll see you there <laughs> uh, every fall. So it's that this year. Beautiful. It's September 2018. So everybody mark mark your calendars. Love a yeah, no, yeah, meet up for all my <laughs> for all my elk elk girls out there. All listening. the pretty elk girls. Yeah, see you guys there. Uh, so the reason why the Stanley Hotel became the inspiration, why it's based on Stanley Hotel, mm-hmm. is Stephen King stayed at the Stanley Hotel, the real one, in the early 1970s. While he was there, he had a dream about his son being chased down the long hallways. And he woke up and he said, you know what? I'm going to write, write a, a book. book. And at the time, he was struggling hard. with some alcoholism. Yes. And that sort of fed into the character of Jack. A writer. A writer. A drunk. A drunk. A, a weirdo. Stepdad. Was he, he was a stepdad. stepdad. Okay. Little known fact, he was the stepdad of Danny. He wasn't Danny. Oh, stepdad. no. I do remember. I remember hearing that in one of the conspiracy theories that we'll get to later. Mm. The uh, the ultimate guide to the Shining conspiracies is, of course, Room 237. Great. Which I discovered film. you can find on Netflix. YouTube. Oh. Or Netflix if you're... <laughs> Some kind of rich bitch. <laughs> so he, so Stanley Kubrick adapted the novel in 1980 into a book. Into a movie. Into a movie. Thank you. Thank you. From a novel to a book. <laughs> it's his thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
like, you know what this novel could use if it was more accessible? Or like a book. Let's make a book, you guys. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Timberline Lodge is the establishing shots. Now, Timberline Lodge did not want to lose money. So, Stephen King did stay in room 217. Okay. 217, okay? Timberline Lodge was like, we don't want to lose money. Make up a room. Make up a room. Makes sense. And that's where 237 came from. They don't have a 237? I guess not. That was not <laughs> totally clear, to be uh, honest. That's a really um, big hotel. That's the yeah. outer shot you're saying? Right. Okay, wow. Big. So, guess Strong. what movie was actually shot in the Stanley Hotel? I'm trying to think of another hotel movie. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's not, it's just one, it it's Hughes one part. Movie? No, it's just one oh. part of this movie. 1994, Dumb and Dumb, <laughs> Dumber. <laughs> Stanley. Is it the, the bar? Is yes. It? Yes, that bar is the actual Stanley Hotel bar. Yes. That seems always stuck out to me for some Right? I'm not kidding. <laughs> Why? Ah, I love this. Imagine a world where those I are crossed. I see him right now in his, like, orange t- suit. Yeah. Just leaning over the Jim bar. Carrey you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So imagine those as being like crossover movies. I keep hitting this thing, folks. Please get you. There's a lot of expensive equipment that Katie doesn't know how to act (laughs) around. I'm too Italian to be near things. (sighs) Sit on your hands for the rest of the episode. (laughs) So that was there. That's amazing. That was there. During filming, Jim Carrey said, I want to stay in room 217. And they're (gasps) like, whatever you want, Jim Carrey. It's 1994. The world is yours. So he stayed there. In the middle of the night, he got up demanded to be moved to a different room from being haunted and the employee said oh the hotel's fully booked we don't know what to do and so he fled into the night no one knows where he stays into the maze (laughs) oh yeah he really no one's ever seen him again so i just feel like (laughs) (laughs) if there i mean he's I mean, if you look at him he's, now, he seems like someone who's seen many he's ghosts. He's seen some shit, yeah. It's like, Jim Carrey does not exist. Jim Carrey never existed. That's he the kind of shit like he that. says now, yeah. And I blame My mind is blown. this hotel. Well, okay, I should say that the source <laughs> for this is paranormal tours that are held in the hotel. Jim Carrey doesn't say this happened. People oh. who run <laughs> ghost tours say this happened. He so, can't say it happened because he's a ghost. <laughs> because because the ghosts are very litigious. Yes. And they're like, you don't own our story. No, but like, go to that tour. Speaking of owning a story, that was a very good segue that I did not plan. Into the arguments between Kubrick and... The, yes, yes you go, were aware. Go. You're I'm aware. aware. <laughs> Stephen King hated The Shining. He hated the movie. In fact, he hated it so much that he made a 1997 remake... Mini uh, that was a mini series, mm-hmm. and no one liked it. And that was actually it shot. Wasn't good. And that was actually <laughs> shot at the hotel. Oh, okay. So that's really at the Stanley hotel. I've seen hotel. parts of that. Okay, what do you think? Not good. Well, I just love The Shining, so I was like, Steve, give it a break. Right. Yeah. I don't t- say more about their their problems. Okay. They did not like each other. Y- okay, so we'll get into your stuff. Um, but I wanted to first mention that. Uh, this is very recent. May 2018, mm-hmm. Stephen King's book, The Outsider, came out. In it, there's a scene where a character says she's watching another Kubrick film, Paths of Glory, an earlier Kubrick film, and she says it's because it's better than The Shining. So just a little 
billions Ooh, of years wow. later jab. Wow. So Stephen King has said, like, you know, Kubrick's a great artist. I just yeah. hated this movie. I'm going to go over some of his main complaints. Okay, yeah, I'm curious. Um, I read the book many times. Oh, okay. And I did want to say that Stanley bought the rights to yes. the book and he reserved, he had every right to change it. So yes. it's not like there is actual, so. Yeah, know. there's no, like, legal problem. Sit and spin, King. Um, so he said that Jack Nicholson's character had no arc. He said, arc. when we first arc screenwriters, I took a screenwriting class in college, you know, <laughs> and it was like, arc this, arc that. You gotta, you gotta Why can't arc. Why can't flat line? Not a flat line, Katie. Also, he didn't arc? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no, okay. I disagree too. When we first see Jack, this is Stephen King talking, he's in the office of Mr. Ullman. Mm-hmm. He's crazy as a shithouse rat. Which, I mean, I don't really. I think he's he was weird. Drunk. Yeah. In the book, he, when I when I read that, it's like, oh, he's crazy as a shit house rat. When I when I watch The Shining now with my 2018 eyes, I just think that's how everybody was in the 70s. I think that's kind me of in on the edge. Yeah. All he does is get crazier. In the yes. book, he's a guy who's struggling with his sanity and finally loses it. How is that different from... That sounds the from... same, my friend. <laughs> to me, that's a tragedy. In the movie, there's no tragedy because there's no change. No. Nope. <laughs> no. 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 No, he doesn't ever go from, like, a sweet man to a crazy man. That right. is true. But in the book, he didn't go from a sweet man to a crazy right. man. Right. And I mentioned before that Stephen King was also having alcohol. So he I uh, Steve, he you have no arc. A lot of... <laughs> Oh, my God. Call me up. (laughs) Speaking of people who don't have a fucking arc, Stephen King, I'll be honest, I have not read the book version of The Shining because I don't think Stephen King is a good writer. I tried reading it, and I got to the part where the village people are yelling, let's go grease some queer meat. Those are their exact words. Let's go grease some queer meat. And I thought, I can't read this. Because he's not a good writer. (laughs) Time is finite. And he, like, does all these things that you would think, like, people who know how to write books wouldn't do. Like, he introduces 27 people in the first three pages, and they all have very long Polish I names. Know. Is he Polish? <laughs> no. What's his deal? But, I hope he listens to this episode. This next part. Stevie King, if you're listening. Get your fucking shit together. You've been in a weird mansion in Maine too long. Yeah, he needs to come out. Come clean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so this next part, this one, this irked me even more, what he said about Shelley Duvall. He said of Shelley Duvall's character, Wendy, my girl, the most misogynistic character ever put on film. She's basically just there to scream and be stupid, and that's not the woman I wrote about. Has Stephen King ever seen a movie? <laughs> like, she's I'm gonna the most... i mis- this microphone's head off. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mike, if she does that. <laughs> yeah, I, I most misogynistic, like... Especially in the horror genre. She has, talk about arc. She talk has layers. Right. Go on. She just go. you know, she was just like a yes housewife. And then she's running yeah. up the stairs screaming and crying. Yeah. And she's, she is heroic. Yeah. She put, she did everything she could for her fucking kids. She's such a spindly, weird lady who's just trying to deal with her weird husband. But just then like she's we like, all are. me and my kid are going to fucking and then do our like, fucking thing. I'm going to try to kill this guy. I'm going to scream and cry the whole time because right. I'm a weird olive oil type character. Because it's tough. Because it's tough to fight a man who's 700 <laughs> pounds bigger than you are. Yeah. And who's crazy and you're not. 
and who is talking to ghosts that you're she not is privy one of my to. favorite movie characters. I'm not even kidding. No, I'm absolutely mine too. I can see her in my mind walking backwards up the stairs wielding that knife and it makes me cry. I can see that weird overall dress in my head whenever I close I my eyes her. at night. Yeah. Fuck you, Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. So we're now that we're really angry at Stephen King. Yeah, let's keep going. His summary of the movie was, I think The Shining is a beautiful film. It's like a big, beautiful Cadillac with no engine inside it. Wow. It's like a big steam engine. <laughs> it's like a big teapot <laughs> car <laughs> with no... See, if he knew how to write... He would have said it's like a big Stanley He would have tied steamer. it in mm-hmm. like Stephen King. Get help. <laughs> Take my screenwriting class that I took in college. <laughs> that she teaches now. <laughs> that I teach. So this is where this is where it really gets really interesting. So Shelley Duvall has said since that she feels like olive oil, her next big role. I loved her in that. I've never seen big it. Big fan. So that's her and Robin Williams. Yes, he's okay. Popeye, she's olive oil. Never heard of it. Really weird that that happened. Yeah, it did. Okay. <laughs> um, but I can see how that's amazing she has casting. She's olive oil. So she said of olive oil, I've never been able to play a woman of strength and depth, but I felt like olive oil had strength and depth. And it's like, why is sure everybody? But as it's, uh, as it's now known, Kubrick and Shelley Duvall did not have a great on-set relationship. No. So... He made her cry. Which didn't make for a great film. A ridiculous. So this is a thing. So she says, you know, I'm crying 12 hours a day for, (laughs) you know, the 13 months that they're filming. Yeah. And she says, I'm dehydrated. I have to refuel with bottled water all the time. They were antagonizing each other, and she was very hurt by his way of dealing with her. But then at the time. His daughter, Stanley Kubrick's daughter, Vivian Kubrick, Young. was make 17 years okay. old. He was allowing her to make a documentary behind the scenes about The Shining. Again, you can find some of that on YouTube. I gotta look that up. And then when you watch a clip of her from that time, she's say, she sounds kind of, you know, ecumenical about it. She's like, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's tough. We had a difficult time with each other on set is basically what she's saying, but she says, but it's really good. Like, she seems to... Was this still being filmed at the time? Yeah, I think so. It's just like, ow. (laughs) But it has to be, like, she has to have seen the end result, because she's saying, like, it's really good. Yeah, I still think it's like a lot of things, and it comes out later because you're just more comfortable saying it. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I I don't disagree with her. Stephen King said that he's back to saying mean things about The Shining because... It's been enough time. And because Stanley Kubrick has passed away. So everybody... Everybody... uh, When did he die? Just... We'll get get to that. 1999. Yeah, I thought it wasn't recent. That comes out uh, up later. So, yeah. So so that scene where she's swinging a bat Mm -hmm. at Jack... That was supposedly 127 takes. I've seen a bunch of different estimates of how many takes. Oh, wow. But a pretty insane amount of takes. She does uh, seem really tired. Yeah. And, like, it's so good. I love her performance in that movie. Right. I have no complaints. You have no complaints. But I'm not the writer of the book. So, and I wonder, you know, she does seem like a frail kind of person. Yeah. So I wonder if it was, like, a combination of things. Like, if he saw this person and said... I bet I can really. I bet I can. Oh, he definitely saw yeah. her. I was like, I bet I can run train on that. Blog. Yeah. 
Yeah, so a lot has been made of the psychological... she's unwell now. Turmoil. We'll get to that. Wow. We... How Why am I say here? It? We will get I'm to it. I'm here to, like, be the <laughs> intro for the rest. You are here to be my spoiler. Um, so... Well, so, yeah, well, that's actually my next page. Um, 2016 episode of Dr. Phil airs. Shelley Duvall is one. being interviewed. I don't know how old she is, but she seems like she's 60s, 70s. Yeah, 60s So he starts talking to her and there are, she's acting very bizarrely the whole time. Says a lot of things such as he says to her, uh, Shelley, how you doing? And she says, oh, I need to get the Bermuda Triangle off of me. In the course of the interview, she also says that Robin Williams is alive and shape-shifting. She talks about alien implants in her leg. Uh, And Phil says to her, Dr. Phil says to her, we're not on, we're not that familiar. Dr. Phil. He's, he is, but not, but not a medical doctor. Mm. We'll do a whole episode on Dr. Phil. So Dr. Phil says, can we get you some help? And Duvall pulls down her shirt exposing her shoulder and uh-huh. says, if you try to take my moon mole, I'll fucking kill you. So this airs. Um, Was this in front of an Hi, audience? I'm Molly. And if you try to take my moon mole, I'll fucking, I'll fucking kill you. Kill you. Uh, this is in front. This is no. This, it's I just think, a one-on-one, right? I think There's no just, way this was in front of you. Yeah, I think this is just a one-on-one. It's hard to imagine oh, Shelly in that state being in front of an audience. Yeah. So a lot of people, there's a huge backlash. A lot of criticism comes out from this. Um, a lot of rehashing of like, wow, this is someone who went through a lot psychologically younger and look at her now. Mm. Maybe things have gone, you know, like, yeah, maybe, and maybe who knows, maybe the Stanley Kubrick's treatment of her, maybe that was part, maybe that was, uh, yeah. Catalyst to the rest of her life. Right. Uh, so, but that's, you know, of course, speculation, but what's, what everybody agrees on is that this shouldn't have been aired. No, You shouldn't, it shouldn't film have. someone having a psychotic break with well, reality. Well, Dr. Phil, he loves that. For views. And it, well, it's fine when it's the cash me outside 14 year old, yeah. like that is all fun <laughs> for everyone because she's just a kid. Yeah. She it's has her really whole life fun to, ruin. to make fun of Yeah. <laughs> but like this, yeah. I know. That's really sad. That really fucking bums me out. So, remember I mentioned Vivian Kubrick yes. early on. So she, mm-hmm. although she's grown apart from her family uh, over the years, she sees this and she's one of the many stars. Mia Far- Farrell tweeted about it. A bunch of stars who knew her from back Mia's in the day. always tweeting. Right. <laughs> uh, is she always? Oh, yeah. She has a lot to say about stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll okay. talk about that in another episode. Yeah, Mia Farrow's Twitter Twi- next tweets. episode. I love her, but, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Vivian Kubrick says, hey, uh, you are putting Shelley Duvall on show while she is suffering from a pitiable state of ill health. This is purely a form of lurid and exploitative yeah. entertainment. And then she set up, so eventually the show is taken down. Um, and Vivian Kubrick sets up a GoFundMe for Duvall, which was shortly canceled. Oh. And people are like, why was it canceled? Vivian Kubrick says that it's because of some conflict, like uh, Shelley Duvall is receiving some kind of support from the government, so she can't get donations or something like that. But a lot of people have said, was it that? Because the people who run that, I forget what it's called, that government program, they were like, no. (laughs) And so a lot of people think it's because Vivian Kubrick is a Scientologist. And so how could she support someone getting psychological help oh. when they don't really believe in that? But she set it up? 
She set it up and then she took it down. So her, so she's been a Scientologist since the 1990s. And that's when she started to have a falling out with her parents, especially her dad. She was originally going to do the score for, she's a composer or something with music, I think composer. And she was going to do the score for Full Metal Jacket. And that was when she was getting into Scientology. And then she was like, oh, you know what, dad decided I don't want to participate in this. And she just, and then at his funeral in 1999, she showed up, hadn't, you know, spoken to anyone in her family for a while. And she had a Scientology hand. Handler with her at the funeral. Yeah. You thought that there could be nothing creepier than stumbling around a man with another man in a bear costume, but now I've brought up all this other stuff. You really brought up a lot. Yeah. That is creepy. So that's what I've got on the Stanley Hotel and The Shining and the many strange ins and outs therein. So something that I remembered about um, what Stephen King... So I guess, you know, they probably had many conversations, Stephen King and Kubrick, about what he didn't like about the movie and whatever. And one thing that Kubrick did that I read was... Yeah, what? I was just going to say, I'm just imagining being Kubrick (laughs) and, like, having this... Weird little Little dime novel hillbilly from Maine... Come out of his we trailer don't like to, King. <laughs> to say, um, you know what? This is what I don't like. This is what I don't like. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fair if you wrote the book to say things you don't like, but it is funny. Um, hey, I wrote like- <laughs> a book where the main protagonists are called shit weasels, and I have that was Dreamcatcher, by the way. Oh, Another book that I tried to read and couldn't, and I have some stuff to say to you. Grease the what was it? <laughs> Let's go grease some queer meat. Maybe that should be your next movie. I'm Stephen King. This is how I talk. So then you'll like this dig at him because it was, Stephen King was like, fine, fine, fine. This is what I read. Um, Just keep the car in the opening scene blue. Oh, yeah. It's blue. Or red. Or whatever color it is. Red. Yeah, so keep it red. And then Kubrick was like, yeah, I'll keep it red. And then it's blue. What do you want? Or whatever. It's whatever opposite yeah. color. And I'm sorry that yeah. I can't remember. Um, I think it was a red, yellow. But yeah, but then when he, when King saw the movie, it was like the first thing you see is yeah. not it's the like... fucking red. That's like the bit. Like, I love that as the idea of like, <laughs> like the middle finger. Like the yeah. car is not the color you wanted it to be. I remember reading now. This jogs my memory that in the 1997 version that there's a red bug right it's a bug right yeah oh no yeah whatever kind of car it is that that kubrick had in his version Mm. is smushed under a truck in stanley king's version smushed it's a double finger two smushes cinematic double fingers i like these i think we've also have we talked about billionaires making fun of each other before no because that's that's for some reason that's in my brain no but it's just funny these like two men like Squish your car. Matt, wrong color. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so I was reading today. So I watched Room 237, and, but I hadn't seen it in a little while. So I wanted to like refresh today. And did you read the theory that it's about like the Apollo? Yeah, lamp, faking the moon faking landing. Faking the moon landing. Yeah. The whole movie's about that. But the mm-hmm. only um, evidence of that is that Danny's wearing an Apollo sweater. Yeah. Like, so it's not a great theory, but I love that idea. Man, rewatching that documentary, I was like, a lot of these theories a lot are of not are weird. good. They're not good. The one about how, like, Jack is a minotaur. And it's I don't like, know that one. Oh, I don't there's, a, that one. there's a poster of a skier 
and it looks kind of like it could be a minotaur. Here's oh, that the thing. he's the devil? No, like it... Bamford? No. No? See, you know how the, you know the Greek legend of the minotaur, how yeah, it's yeah, at yeah. the center of the maze? And so she's trying gotcha. desperately to connect that to the whole story mm-hmm. of The Shining. Here's the thing. If you have to try too hard, if you have to think about it for more than two seconds... You've gone too far. Move on. That's oh my, my whole theory no, of life. Yes, yes. That is one theory I'll get behind. <laughs> I read one today that it is... that. The, wait, now that I'm thinking about it, this is so dumb. It said that the movie Frozen is based off of <laughs> The Shining. Which, and the only commonality is that there's snow. Is right. That how I imagine. I was just reading a theory about Frozen where the... <laughs> I don't know their names. The older one. Elsa? The blonde? The blonde is Elsa? That's the only name I know. The blonde. Uh The ice queen. She's gay. Wow. And that makes a lot more sense. Never seen it. Hates men. Lives in an ice castle. Sounds like every lesbian I've met. Sounds like us. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Ah, We've come to some conclusions. Okay. I have a new theory. We're gay. Um, (laughs) And there was, what was the other one that I loved? Well, then I read that he that he's the devil and they're in hell. Yeah, I don't know. None of them are good. None of them are good enough. <laughs> none of them are good enough to remember. Yeah, none of them are good enough to remember. I remember even saying, don't even write this down. There, we're not totally shitting on room 237. There are some interesting ones. No, you should watch ones. it to like, wow. There are some interesting ones. So, yeah. I like the one about the Native American burial ground. That Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, that one's really good. That one's good. But um, my favorite Halloween costume that I've ever had was I dressed in that, a little blue dress with uh, black shoes, and mm-hmm. I held hands with a girl who's wearing a sit, who I knew at the time, my roommate at the I time. I found a girl. <laughs> I found a girl. I've seen this picture of that costume. Yeah, and we're holding we're hands, twins. and everybody left, and we were walking around Brooklyn, actually. We spent that Halloween in Did Brooklyn. people know? Everyone knew. Yeah, it that's was perfect. So that's very satisfying. Satisfying, and, and if we, people didn't know, I'd be very upset. Yeah, and people were so excited that they knew. I love. They're like, we know where that's. From. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so. I was once a bleeding elevator. Ooh, <laughs> but we really should do that. <laughs> Why would you hurt me like that? Wouldn't Why that would be you good? dangle that we in front of me? Dress like an elevator. Our arms will be together, and then okay. when we part, it's just gush. Someone comes behind. And pours blood. Anyway. One <laughs> no, quick sh- I'm on board. I'm we, so we didn't committed. Get to shout out my favorite actor in the whole movie, Scatman Crothers. Okay, yeah. Just want, he did a great performance. Mm-hmm. Beautiful man. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I find him so comforting. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, we're yeah. safe. We're not. <gasps> those posters like- hanging above his bed of a nude woman. Yes. I want those for my home. Don't you? Yes. Yes. I'll put them next to my Shining poster. <sighs> So what do you know about him outside the movie? Nothing. Oh, see, a lot of these people, it seems like they didn't do... He did stuff. Okay. He did... He was in Doctor Strange. I don't want to say that. I'm okay. Okay. I'll tell you something I did read. Guys, Google it later. Danny? The yeah, yeah the kid. So he's a professor now. He's not weird. He's not... Well, he's a professor. Oh, did you hear me say professor? <laughs> um, but he was never told what the movie was about. I read that, which is... Kind of a, can you imagine them being a kid? They're like, just go over there and say red rum really weird. Yeah. And he's like, ran, ran, ran. Like, that's adorable. It's, it's more, it's even more amazing that he delivered the performance he did. He was a, he was also, I think, one of the cutest <laughs> he, kids like, in Look terrified for like 20 minutes. Don't worry about it. So cute. <laughs> he was so cute. Yeah. I'm glad he turned out okay. Probably because he didn't know what the movie was about. Yeah. The twins remind me of a ghost story from my hometown. Go on. So, I actually Googled this today to see if this had any basis, and it doesn't. So I'm pretty sure my cousin was just being a turd. 
Hi, Angela. Um, <laughs> she definitely doesn't even know what a podcast is. She's dumb as rocks. <laughs> and, Shout out to Angela. But I do love her. Um, hi, Joey, her brother, who <laughs> definitely listens. So I went to their house. They used to live on a cul-de-sac, so it had like this ending that would go into the woods that then went into a baseball field behind a school. So I lived behind a school on a cul-de-sac. But to get to the baseball field, there was like a thick, a thicket of wood. Suburbs. Yeah. So, ever hear of them? Yeah. Um, so I went to her house. We're babysitting her neighbors. And we go, <laughs> this is also funny. And I'll tell that part in a minute. Um, so we're babysitting her neighbors. And we weren't, I wasn't old enough to ever babysit on my own. I was like maybe like 10 or 11. But she was 14. So she was like the adult. And we put the kids to bed. And she has this, uh, what's it called? Like a baby phone yeah <laughs> a monitor a, a monitor a baby monitor they were like kind of older they could the kids could talk want to call a babies. baby get a baby phone <laughs> they weren't babies but they were like we need to get a baby on the t- line has anybody got a baby ah, phone got em. <laughs> um they, they were old enough to talk and we were sitting outside. remember before when you said baby shower and i thought <laughs> you meant that you were using a shower for a baby <laughs> We're confused. We don't you have our, baby on the brain. Our friends are childless, and we don't and know what all the equipment like is a called. Baby phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're sitting outside on the stoop, and she's like, "You know those woods over there?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <sighs> and she like points over there, and she's like, "There were two girls that used to live in my house." Oh my god! Twins <gasps> in my room. Ooh. And they saw a boy run into the woods. With, like, a soccer ball or some ball. And he motioned to them from down. And they were up in the window. He motioned to them to come play. Okay. She probably had just watched The Shining. Okay. <laughs> before she told me this. To come play. They go. Never seen again. No. So she says sometimes she looks out her window and she can see them. Which we know was a lie. Angela. But by the way, I did almost pee myself. And then you could hear the kids go, and the baby monitor. We don't like Angela. <laughs> All I could hear was the whisper of two little kids go, I don't like Angela. <laughs> and I screamed at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and the best part was like they had two different rooms. So like one had to crawl into the other room and say like they don't like her. To deliver this important piece of traitorous information. It was so cute. I can still picture them in my head. They were adorable, and that was terrifying and funny. And I just love the end of that story. And then it's like, I don't like Angela coming from the fucking baby phone. I don't like Angela. Her stories don't have enough arc. <laughs> oh, Angela. <laughs> Well, this episode is dedicated to Angela. And this one's for you. And all the freaky twins out there. <laughs> I don't really think twins are creepy. Only when it's like the You've psychic twins. You've never met twins. them twins I went to school with. Only when it's Oof. like they dress matching on purpose. Or have that's, sex with each other. Uh, yeah, that's also bad. Or. That's right out. Have sex with. Okay. I know One quick thing about twins. Oh, I no. know a pair of twins. Oh, no. Who one dated Have a girl. Have a healthy relationship. Yeah, they're sure. One dated a girl, and then the other married her. Same girl. But you know who's the creep in that situation? Her. The girl, yeah. That's about a creepy girl who has that's, a fucked up thing for twins. No, girl. people are way creepier about, you know, they like, oh. We're weird about twins. Snakes are more afraid of you than you are of them. You're weirder <laughs> about twins than twins are about you. You hear what I'm saying? 
I sure do. <laughs> anyway, see you guys at Elk Fest. <laughs> when Whippoorwill calls and the evening is nigh, we'll hurry to my blue heaven.